Welcome to the Mandalorian Podcast by Fantastic Geek. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone. Here today with breaking Mandalorian news. Indeed, Pete, we're going we're gonna to go through this step by step. So let's start with this. What happened last night as we record this on February 11th, 2021? So if you have not already heard or seen, uh, Gina Carano, Cara Dune, uh, is not currently under contract and will not return to the cast of The Mandalorian. This also assumes, though not explicitly stated, that uh, a spinoff role in the forthcoming uh, Disney Plus Star Wars show, one of many set in this era, uh, Rangers of the New Republic, uh, that that has now uh, disappeared from her possession as well. So what did Gina Carana do? Well, for some time, Matt, and I'm sure many of our listeners are aware of this, she has had a, I, I guess the best way to couch it at the very least would be to say uh, a, a a caustic social media presence in the sense that, um, and again, we're, we're going to discuss the nuances of the First Amendment here because there are a lot of people uh, who do not seem to understand the applications of the First Amendment for free speech and then the idea where an employer enters in. Um, but most notably, Matt, in the last 48, maybe a shade more hours, um, she made a uh, number of transphobic statements via Twitter, uh, which has been something she's done in the past, something she's actually uh, been counseled by her agent, which is no longer her agent, uh, and agency, and uh, the studio, when we're talking about Lucasfilm, not to do. But it seems the straw that broke uh, the camel's back was comparing being a Republican in 2021 to being Jewish during the Holocaust, which um, if you do not see the inappropriateness of that comparison, I invite you to educate yourself on what happened to Jews during the Holocaust and not compare them, not compare uh, yourself if you find yourself of a Republican bent um, to genocide because uh, that's not what's going on right now. So, Pete, doesn't free speech mean that you can say what you want? And isn't this an example of cancel culture? Okay, so this concept of cancel culture is wildly overblown uh, because as long as people who have been employed by employers um, have had mouths, they have said things, written things that have caused their termination. Um, So it's not a new thing at all. And there are things, obviously, that you can say that can result in the loss of your livelihood. 
uh, you're free to go pursue work everywhere. The, the most telling thing is that uh, UTA, United Talent Agency, has uh, dropped uh, Gina Carano because that tells you this. She is essentially unemployable right now. Um, any agent in Hollywood is going to represent you. And as I attempt to uh, break into Hollywood, uh, the, the thing you learn in discussion with uh, representatives and agents and people in that talent field is that if they think they can make any money from you whatsoever, uh, they will come in and uh, they will gladly represent you for a fee. And uh, UTA decided, you know what? This hot potato, a little too hot for our liking. So um, I think that Gina Carano right now, and, and you know, th there is the opportunity too. This is where the, the concept of cancel culture is falls short. Um, you rehabilitate your character. You figure out, and when I say character, I mean herself, not um, Cara Dune. Um, because, uh, you know, the, the in-joke in the last you know, little less than 24 hours since this has been made official uh, is the Simpsons Poochie route that, uh, you know, Cara Dune uh, disappeared, never to be heard again. Oh, my goodness. Her ship crashed on her way to her home planet. That doesn't exactly work, Matt, because her home planet was all wrong. <laughs> so they can't really go that route. Um, but you know, and I truly don't mean to make this humorous. And I, I think this is important. You know, this woman uh, has lost uh, a role on uh, one of, if not the most popular show right now. And she's lost an absolutely plum opportunity going forward. Um, so the seriousness and i think this is a cautionary tale i think this is to understand wow what i say has uh consequences um the same way i cannot yell fire in a crowded theater when we went to theaters okay um you cannot compare uh a um the the persecution of a political party to um, the ghettoization uh, and then uh, attempted genocide of Jews in, in the 1930s and 40s. It is a wildly inappropriate and unallowable opinion. You can have whatever opinion you want. You can't voice this and not expect repercussion by your employer publicly. Uh, that's where the issue here where the rubber hits the road as they say so i'm confused about the timeline here uh there was the statement that she was not currently under contract and would not uh, get one in the future uh was she in the, fired in the middle of filming was she not fired at all help me understand this so as i understand it with background with some conversations i've had prior to the Disney Investor Day in, what was that, uh, December. 
and like I said, th- this is not the first time this is flared up on social media uh, with Gina Carano. There was at least one meeting where things were made clear in no uncertain terms. You need to cool these particular behaviors online. Um, and there seemed uh, receptiveness and acceptance of that direction uh, to the point where they felt comfortable enough, okay, this Rangers of the New Republic will be announced as in development and forthcoming. However, what was hedged was starring Gina Carano. There was a decision to not publicly link that. And what do you know? Here we are now. So it's almost like there was an escape hatch because they knew with this past behavior that uh, maybe the carrot we've dangled won't be enough to not say dumb things online. Um, I mean, the idea of acceptance at this point uh, of uh, trans rights, like this is... This is the law again in military now um, after uh, President Biden has reinstated um, transgender soldiers, okay, which had been peeled away in the previous administration. So in in a manner of speaking, some of what's gone on here, you know, is is law uh, that's, you know, you you speak out against this and, and let's get at the really, you know, uh, human part of it, you know, these are people and, you know, I've not done this on our Mandalorian podcast, but in discussing trans characters on our Star Trek podcast, specifically Star Trek discovery, um, you know, what makes me particularly passionate, compassionate about it. Um, I had a student who, um, came out as trans. Um, This was a student who uh, I knew as male, um, did not have any interaction um, once uh, she came out. Um, But she took her life, and I learned this only through the news. And it was particularly impactful for me um, because the last time I saw her, uh, she said to me that, you know, hey, this was the the best English class I've ever had, and you know, you really helped me as as a teacher, and it, it was a it was a nice moment, and I saw growth from the student throughout the year, and you know, I, I knew things were difficult. I never had any inclination about any issue as far as any concern about gender identity, um, but you know the. the to see a story where, you know, I, I saw the last name and then I'm like, wait a second. And, you know, come to find out that was the student that I had, had, uh, leapt to her death off the George Washington bridge. And, you know, for me, that was a moment that was an experience to go through. And I want to say it was like four or five years ago, you know, can can we take a breath and do the human thing? Like, why do we need to denigrate somebody's feeling, how they how they believe they are? 
Um, and to do that, and, and this was a particular thing that Gina Carano would consistently focus on to the point where Pedro Pascal had actually had conversations with her and Matt within the last, you know, couple days, Pedro Pascal's sister came out as trans and, you know, openly supportive, obviously of her. And then this happens. So it's almost like this is the way this is not the way. So, Speaking of Pedro Pascal, also in the last 24 hours or so, it was announced that he will be starring in the show The Last of Us for HBO. Has he been fired too? Has Disney done, you know, you do one for Roseanne, then you do one for James Gunn? No, this is not a sacrificial thing, despite, again, and we've dealt with this on the podcast, persistent rumors that uh, an actor who wears a helmet on a show and does not often appear with it off uh, had been secretly fired and that there would be no third season because Book of Boba Fett uh, is on schedule to come out uh, December 2021. And that's just not the case. This is, again, trying to see something that is not there you reference this idea of, all right, you get one of uh, them, we get one of you, whatever that it is. That's not the case. Um, people have pointed to some of Pedro Pascal's tweets in the wake of Gina Carano's termination. Oh, wait, he referred to uh, Republicans as Nazis. Hmm. Um, maybe go online and see where you have people supportive of that political party uh, with Nazi flags, with, uh, you know, Proud Boys, Three Percenters, all these uh, really, really fringe uh, hate groups that, um, you know, it's, it's apples and bowling balls as far as a comparison works. The issue with Pedro Pascal getting the role in The Last of Us, and this is something I'm really looking forward to, uh, Craig Mazin, who was the creator and showrunner for Chernobyl, which if you've not seen is phenomenal. I don't think Matt's gotten to it yet, but you know, I'm hopeful he's going to watch that eventually and, and just marvel at it. This is a guy who uh, grew up not far from us uh, here at the Jersey Shore. And, um, you know, really great hands that that video game property, you know, Zombie Apocalypse is in now. And not just Pedro Pascal in the role of Joel, but uh, we've got Bella Ramsey from uh, Game of Thrones, Leanna Mormont, um, and just absolutely crushed it there. And I am so excited for this series. There's some industry stuff, and uh, that's maybe where Matt, in terms of the discussion here. Um, so we've talked across our podcast. I can't remember if it's ever been an issue where we've talked it on The Mandalorian, the idea of first position. 
so that idea of first position on the call sheet, number one on the call sheet, uh, first of all, it's usually a sign of, of stardom or respect or both. Uh, I know for all of us, and, and you know, Pete, you and I have some knowledge, but we are definitely not, you know, Hollywood people. Um, that's a that's a spot that is taken seriously. It's not just an ego thing. It's not just a money thing. There's an expectation that when you see so and so on, you know, number one on the call sheet, that they're also going to help set a certain tempo, uh, whatever that might be. Um, whether they're the first ones there, whether they're really fun when they're on set, or you know, whatever it is, they're they're kind of they're obviously not the boss of bosses, but they're helping set the direction of the the, the behind the scenes, the the spirit on set. So the notion that Pedro Pascal is uh, is number one on the call sheet for Mandalorian, and now is going to be number one on this uh, on uh, on The Last of Us. I think there's a couple of takeaways. There's several takeaways. First and foremost is it seems to me that whatever um, whatever contract Disney has with Pedro Pascal, it seems to me that they're they're rather generous. That when he's not um, when he's not doing Mandalorian, like let's say outside of the filming, you know, the the filming schedule that they create for him for Mandalorian, for them to say you're free to pursue other things, other TV shows included. And I don't know that it's worded that liberally, but the fact that ultimately he can headline two premiere shows at the same time, a I think that's generous on Disney's part. Now, what makes that possible? He, fine, he's the he's the Mandalorian. However. Uh, as we know, he's played by three different people. It's Pedro Pascal, primarily it's Pedro Pascal, certainly when the mask comes off, uh, more under the mask in season two than season one. There's also Latif Crowder, who does a lot of the um, the more kind of uh, fighting stunts and things like that. There's also Brendan Wayne, who has more of a stunt background than an acting background, but you know he too, another double and uh, stunt double and all of that. So... Let's also not forget that season one of The Mandalorian, entire episodes were done without Pedro Pascal being on set. So, though he is The Mandalorian, it also could be that his contract might be, like, maybe he's getting paid less than we thought because it's more of a voice animation job than it is 12-hour days, six days a week kind of thing. I don't know. But I think in this, in this world of premiere TV being the thing, the fact that they're going to share him, and I have no doubt that he is um, contractually obligated to fulfill the Mandalorian schedule first. Mm-hmm. Now, if they want to be cool and say, hey, we're going to guarantee you every Saturday and uh, two out of every four Fridays off of the Mandalorian schedule because we're all one big happy family and whatnot, so be it. Maybe they start Last of Us sooner or concurrent or whatever it might be. But my goodness, Pete, if Michael J. Fox could film The Facts of Life and Back to the Future at the same time, you know, because they wanted him for both, or he was, you know, under contract for the TV show, and they wanted him for the movie, and so forth. They can make this work, and to have Pedro Pascal, the star, to have him burn as a brighter star, helps both shows, and to me is more permissive, not a sign that he's on his way out. And, And there you said it, the fact, again, that he plays this role in a helmet Hey, uh, Mr. Pascal, you just, uh, you know, did your shots here on The Last of Us. Uh, We're going to escort you over here. Um, You're going to head into a closet and talk into a microphone for a little bit and say, you know, 
the the things you say for that character. So like it's definitely doable. Um, He seemed to be somebody they got the role at the last minute. Mahershala Ali was heavily rumored and believed to have been uh, circling that role. So not quite sure could have been something too, like where his uh, Disney portion of his schedule, because this is the expectant uh, blade um, in the, in the film universe that they're bringing in, you know, where that might've been something that's difficult to, to attempt to schedule. Um, so yeah, no, Pedro Pascal, very much still the Mandalorian. Now also one of the last of us. So on social media, I've seen the hashtag cancel Disney plus Pete, how many star Wars fans have canceled Disney plus in the last 24 hours? How many of those have been the people who pay one year upfront or who have paid the three years upfront? Well, that's just the thing. You can't cancel those. Um, you you have paid that, and and that's that. Uh, that cancel Disney Plus has been a hashtag is more so a fact of people tweeting, how can you be tweeting this? Um, and this is the false outrage that you would actually cancel this. I mean, listen, The Mandalorian, all this other forthcoming star wars that we've talked about book of boba fett rangers of the new republic ahsoka the andor series the obi-wan series even more uh you might not even know about coming and in development okay and to think that getting rid of an actress i mean matt off the top of my head i believe she's in a total of six chapters of the mandalorian i'd have to really sit and drill down um but this is somebody who doesn't show up till chapter four in the first season okay and then we don't see her until the last two episodes so there's three out of eight in the first season okay of episodes that typically run you know 30 to 40 minutes give or take okay and then she doesn't show up in the uh second season until the fourth episode and i think she's in two of the last three or the last three straight um so this is not something that you know the the thing again that's difficult is knowing and and i gotta wonder because many of the tweets are now deleted matt it's amazing how that works too uh, and it's been really quiet from her on, on social media since this has become public. Um, the, the realization of what she's lost. So uh, Gina Carano is no longer with Star Wars. The Mandalorian, uh, this other spinoff may have even been linked to pop up in the other show because they're, they're making uh, shows that will both spin off and then unite again these characters will will get together but matt um you have ming na wen uh agents of shield that we podcast for seven seasons concluded she had made a guest shot 
in the first season of the Mandalorian, she gets resurrected from the dead in the second season. They've spun her into book of Boba Fett that we believe to be a limited series. Once that done, uh, as we had posited earlier when there had been some other problems with Gina Carano, uh, wait a minute out of the shadows steps. It's Ming-Na Wen's Fennec Shand. You got her. And then, uh, there's a, a lady named Katie Sackoff. Maybe you're aware of her, you know, Starbuck, Battlestar Galactica. She's currently got a Netflix show, uh, Another Life, what I, which I've been checking out because I think she does a tremendous job with genre work and uh, live action Bo-Katan here. And I, I think this is really the, the takeaway. Um, so this concept, Strong Women, which I think gets overblown um not that they aren't strong women they absolutely are but here's the thing i think that ming na wen and katie sackoff seem to understand as both performers and and people in hollywood on social media that uh inclusion and acceptance are part of being a strong person of character and you know this idea of of denigrating uh, people um, based on identity, based on, uh, you know, and, and that's the contradictory nature of the, the Republican uh, Holocaust comparison that uh, Carano made. Um, and I, I, if this means more Ming-Na Wen and more Katie Sackoff, I think you very, very easily fill that void. And let's be honest, with with actresses of uh, better talent, let alone character. Pete, do you think that this will impact viewership when The Mandalorian Season 3 returns in the winter or spring of 2022? Not in the slightest. Um, again, this, this was not the titular role. This was not a character we even got to see in each chapter. So the idea, and again, this is where the discussions with the studio, the agency and the actress had been pretty frank, like understand what you have understand that you have a responsibility online that you are effectively a brand ambassador and that you've said some things that have really you know gone to the line if not a little over you need to really reconsider these stances um and again that that pedro pascal had spoken to his co-star about um the the transgender stuff in particular and then his sister comes out like this is beyond just being uh you know somebody with an opinion this is this is going after uh effectively the sibling of the star of the show why would you do that and why would you not again be accepting um be human toward that to, to lead to a, a greater level of understanding. I had no um, experience with um, 
transgender people prior to that with a student. I've since known a number of uh, people who have come out and my heart always goes to a place like, but that's who you are. So that's just who you are. Um, and this idea to, you know, this stance of there are only two genders. Well, you don't know how a person feels inside and you don't know where their heart and their soul is in, in terms of how they feel. And, and it's not a difficult thing to listen and to learn and, and just to accept, are they hurting you? Are they hurting others? Why not, you know, listen and, and learn from that? Um, and it, it just seems like, and, and we know the political discourse and, and we know the, the tenor in, in this country and in this world right now and, and how social media does exacerbate that, that that's not in dispute at all. Um, but there's a victimhood of, I mean, where the comparison again, you know, John Favreau is Jewish and that you've drawn this comparison here that, Hey, John Favreau, who I'm sure, you know, had relatives who perished in the Holocaust uh, who, you know, were, were involved and, and to make this lame brain comparison to a political party, uh, members of which frequently refer to, uh, other political party, uh, you know, Democrats as snowflakes or as too overly sensitive or what have you. Um, and again, that's your, your, free speech. You can feel whatever you want and and you can say things but when you hit a hate speech hate speech is not protected um and the the transphobia was what they really focused on in that one particular meeting uh and again who knows what pedro pascal has said to gina carano but i have to imagine that this was not a you know snap hey here my here my sister is uh, a transgender woman, that this had been something that was, you know, it tends to happen in shades, right? You know, and having the discussion of, hey, you know, my, my sister is, is going through the process of, you know, uh, this acceptance about herself. Um, maybe, Gina, you know, consider that when, when you consider your stance publicly uh, about this. And again, as a brand ambassador, because, um, to, to limit your audience in such a way that, you know, well, we're not going to be friendly or accepting to uh, transgender customers. I mean, as opposed to this nonsense about canceling Disney Plus, I mean, good luck with that. I'm sure they'll close down tomorrow when chapter uh, when episode six of WandaVision hits and we're all talking about it and anxious to podcast that on Scarlet Sunday. So, Pete, let's go to Twitter for uh, some reactions to this. We heard from uh, James the Sagacious, that's uh, at Big Killen, who said, This decision to fire her and where people land with it is essentially the dividing line of our society. Decency has to be rooted in truth and objective fairness. And you're not being treated like a 1930s European Jew if people push back against your neo-Nazi views. No debate. We also heard from Hydra Lives, that's at Hydra underscore Lives, agree with the decision, but it is a weird commentary on where we are as a society and the impact of social media. 
we wouldn't know any of this about her 15 years ago and would have just enjoyed the show. Now the Fire Pedro Pascal counter backlash demonstrates it more. Sad. Uh, we heard from Mike Sorensen, that's at badwolf underscore media. Even if I wouldn't have made the same call, I understand why they did it. It's not her beliefs or posts that led to this, honestly, in my opinion. Disney and Lucasfilm are businesses, and anyone causing bad PR can expect to be shown the door, regardless of the reason. Uh, we heard from Jackie Wolf, that's at Jackie Wolf. Uh, Wolf with an E on Twitter. Disney is a business that can hire and fire whomsoever they wish, but we all know that the decision to fire Gina is more about business than it is about what's doing right. Pete, that's an interesting response, uh, and, and I don't know how I feel in part because I think uh, culturally our knee-jerk rescission, uh, decision uh, or reaction when it comes to most things Disney is to give it a pass as a company, because as I've said, it's also an American institution. Uh, it is also a hardcore business, you know, as anyone who's ever looked at uh, the cost of anything at Disney World knows. So, I mean, I think back to the James Gunn decision that mm -hmm. clearly in retrospect, Disney regretted for a variety of reasons. Uh, was it was it moral reasons? Was it, uh, you know, was it this this riot from all of the Guardians of the Galaxy actors, including, you know, superstars Vin Diesel and, and you know, superstar actor and on his way up as a director, as a writer and so forth, Bradley Cooper. So your thoughts there, Pete, was this, was this cut your losses business-wise? Was this, you know, Main Street USA doing good for people? What's, what's your thought? So these were old tweets where James Gunn really pushed boundaries in terms of inappropriate humor early days on twitter that what do you know matt a right wing alt-right twitter personality went and dug up and publicized and then made a huge thing about and and disney decided at that time to move on from James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's why we don't have it yet. And that and the fact that COVID has, you know, wrecked the world in the last year. Uh, but we'd be deep into that. Instead, what happened, released from that, went and uh, the the open arms of DC and, and Warner Brothers and the Suicide Squad. Um, but he was contrite. He was open. He was transparent about that. Um, and they have brought him back into the fold. And again, there, there is a path for rehabilitation. That's why I find cancel culture as a concept, as a cliche, and it's really ridiculously cliche, um, to be problematic. Okay. If you take the route of you know, I'll, I'll draw a sports comparison, you know, performance enhancing substances, you get caught, you admit to it, you do the right thing in terms of it was a mistake, I shouldn't have done it, you acknowledge it, you, you get the forgiveness, you pay the dues, you move forward. There is a path that exists. It's the doubling down on, or maybe even the hiding of uh, that kind of stuff that becomes problematic. Um, Maybe, again, I, I want to be hopeful about this, that, that Gina Carano sees this is hurtful to people. 
there are people that look to them, particularly Hollywood, in, in terms of acceptance. You think of, wow, what acceptance is in Hollywood, that and the, the business of professional athletics, you know, whether it's a Jackie Robinson or, you know, the, the way that uh, Hollywood has uh, acknowledged, embraced uh, gays and then everything that went on with AIDS and the, the cause celeb there and just realizing these are people we work with. These are people we care about and love. So let's rally behind them instead of this idea that, you know, we embarrass them or we, we make them to feel self-conscious or whatever it might be. Maybe this is how Gina Carano learns this lesson in her life. I cannot imagine she does not work with people. It, maybe she's not really close with Pedro Pascal. Who, who the heck knows? But the idea that there aren't people on that set who, you know, are trans themselves uh, or, again, love someone who is or... Uh, with the offensive thing she said in terms of her comparison, um, hopefully she learns from this and she can figure it out and and come back. But it, it seemed like she's really doubled down on this. There's there's been no statement of apology. Yes, the the tweets have have disappeared. It's been radio silence. Her world has crumbled in the in the last thirty six hours. I'll say this, Pete. If any of our listeners ever get famous, as soon as you hire an assistant, look your assistant in the eye and say, here's my social media accounts. Anything that might be misinterpreted, let alone interpreted correctly, but you regret it, you're going to regret saying it, you know, go through, start at the beginning, et cetera, et cetera. But Pete, one more tweet here uh, from BikeBRH. Uh, that's at BikeBRH on Twitter. It's just a shame that she, A, had toxic opinions, and B, couldn't keep them to herself. She had done the almost impossible for Hollywood. She was a plus-sized, for Hollywood, woman who was consistently getting parts where she was portrayed as sexy, athletic, and tough. I thought she was great in Haywire, Deadpool, and The Mandalorian, but she was so filled with hate that she couldn't stop herself from blowing it all up, it said. I guess now she can do straight-to-video stuff like God's Not Dead 4 with Kevin Sorbo and Kirk Cameron. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that crossed my mind was, are, are we going to see the, you know, Avengers team-up of James Wood, Scott Baio, Kevin Sorbo, Dean Cain, uh, Gina Carano in a production financed by the MyPillow guy? Um, it, it just look at each of those performers and and look what they've lost i mean james woods is an academy award nominated actor and now he frequently gets banned from twitter for you know going over the line what was the last thing you you saw him in of any consequence and and sorbo and and dean kane you know I, is is it an issue of judgment is this a way that actors actresses of less import calculated uh style attempt to keep their their names in the news cycle i just don't know but i've i've always been a catch more flies with honey type of person and again you know you you listen you don't have to agree with somebody okay but to, to tease, to mock, and Matt, 
we didn't even talk about Carano's anti-mask stance. This is the first time I'm mentioning it here in a pandemic. Well, Pete, hopefully it's not a controversial thing to say to our listeners, you know, to continue to mask up, to to uh, go for the vaccine if you are able to, when you're able to, and whatnot. Uh, you know, science winning the day, dare say common sense winning the day on that. And I'll just echo your sentiment from earlier that, you know, one hopes for a second act for Gina Carano, one hopes for a better sense of enlightenment and you know one one hopes just for a better i don't know a better sense of a better sense of the world and those who are in it and the the basic human compassion that we all deserve uh not in spite of but because of our differences nobody wanted to see this announcement that she had let go i mean I think I don't think anybody was actively rooting for this. I mean, we've had discussions with listeners, with followers who have like rationalized that, you know, because of the things that she says online, that they love the character of Cara Dune and that it's a it's pixels in a computer that play her and not a real person um, to try to not associate the feelings they have for the actress toward the character so nobody wanted this but it's it's an unfortunate reality and a reminder that you know what you say has consequences and there are things that are no fly and you cross those lines and you should be prepared to pay for them well i'm glad that we've reflected on this tried to better understand the situation and certainly this was not this was not the uh you know return to the mandalorian feed with production news that we would have had in mind two days ago a week ago and so forth but uh certainly pete as news for the show and as news for the other star wars properties for disney plus and and for disney in general uh, unfold in this uh, perhaps year-long, still year-long fallow period between seasons of The Mandalorian. We, of course, will keep this feed updated as news warrants. I'm sure we'll be talking about The Bad Batch once that's out and looking forward to talking about some positive stuff with, with Star Wars. I mean, this this was worthy of you know podcasting. I think it's important to have this discussion. Again, the, the word you used to, uh, just now... Uh, reflect well pete with that i will say goodbye to all our listeners and give you the last word stay safe